Hey, Sean. Hey, David. You know that we're living in the future, right? The future. I'm living in the future. You're living in the past. With everything. (laughs) I know. Technology is advancing so quickly that AI is uh, integrating into our everyday lives. Oh, wow. Let me tell you a story. I uh, recently got the brand new Samsung Galaxy S24 phone. Ooh, congratulations. has uh, implemented AI into their their platform. It's kind of cool, you know, playing around with photos and stuff like that. But one of the nicest or the coolest features that they have is a live translation for, like, phone calls. So say you were speaking Spanish and you didn't understand what I was saying in English. I could set it up so that the, the phone translates what I say to English into Spanish for you. Okay. So I showed uh, she who should not be named this, and she thought it would be a great idea to uh, use it to talk to her mother. So, <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> the other day, we uh, her her mother called, and so she who shall not be named said, "Okay, we'll we'll call you back on David's phone. We're going to try this thing out." So we call back on my phone and start this this like AI translation thing, and it starts off with saying, uh, "You know this." conversation is being translated live from with using AI right in that language. So this is uh, translating from English into Korean. Well, her mother was kind of confused as to what was going on because there's a stranger speaking Korean to her, right? So she who shall not be named starts to speak to her mother. Uh, the phone's on speakerphone, right? So we could hear yeah. us. She starts speaking to her mother in Korean, where my phone is trying to pick up or is expecting words in English. So it picks up the most closely related English words to what she was saying in Korean, and then proceeded to tell her mother, David is making a porn, eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading up on that phone today, actually, and there's a a lot of really cool things. 30 languages with AI, which is neat. The the circle Google features, pretty neat, too, but like, Telling your mother-in-law <laughs> that you were making a porno and she should eat shit is a new one. And oh, uh, yeah, geez. so that's uh, <laughs> that's quite wild. You know who shouldn't eat shit though? Who's that? <laughs> All of our listeners of this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Your host, Sean and David. Hello, Internet. Welcome to the Scene on Screen Podcast. With your host, me and David. We're just hanging out, having a good time. It's uh it's still January. And I'm tired of it. It's been like the longest. Is it five weeks this year? Was it was was it like a? It was four, nearly full weeks and a half. That is how long January has been. And for whatever, like I know it's only thirty one days, but like it's still the longest month of the year by far. It does. It does feel very long. However, I did see sunlight still at five thirty today. Yeah, it's well, not, not like full sunlight, but like you know, like it still wasn't dark. Yeah, it's not dark at four thirty here. It is. Uh, there's the sun doesn't go down until closer to five now. 
It's yeah, great. As we have so much, said. so much time for activities <laughs> in the evening. I mean, right? February's got, uh, well, four full weeks. No, yeah, it's just true. January, you know, every every month is a <laughs> every month is four weeks. I just made that. <laughs> And, Dave, right, and yeah. David learned last month, or literally two shows ago, that this February has 29 days. Shit. Is that the month that it's the leap year? I thought it was April. Yeah, and then we explained to you why there's a leap year. It was a whole no. thing. Yeah, I know. April? Yeah. Could you imagine April 32nd? <laughs> Actually, it'd be April 31st, so I fucked up there, too. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. We are just off the rails completely. <laughs> hey, do you know what's pretty cool? What's that? So, so... Uh, as you know, I'm doing it's almost Love Day trivia next week at the brewery. It's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's going to be very mm-hmm. similar to last year's. So we're going to do some power ballads. We're going to do some famous love songs, of course. We're going to do some more rom com trivia. Lots of really fun stuff. But do you know what the the brewery has introduced? And I just I'm excited about it, so I want to talk about it. They're doing darts every other week on a Thursday night. So you can actually go grab a pint and play darts. And I, I haven't like played darts for dangerous. so long. Man, I used to like play um, darts in the basement with my dad all the time. So I'm actually going to take him out to the brewery and we're going to play some darts. And I have I have a dartboard hooked up in my basement uh, because my walls were like unfinished. So I figured, OK, why not? If I mess up the walls, it's not a big deal. It just and it fucked up your wall completely. <laughs> actually, it's not too bad. I mean, she who shall not be named threw a, a few darts and. Uh, I mean, miss the dartboard completely, like absolutely, like hide your kids, hide your wife, kind of. Oh wow, <laughs> kind of deal. Um, but you know what, darts is darts is a lot of fun. I love it. It's um, like we used to play a lot, like up at the lake. We we had the markings on the floor, so we knew like when we graduated to the right height board, we got to like throw mm-hmm. it properly. But we also had an unfinished wall that literally looks like Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. because there's just so many darts and like you'd obviously get bored and you'd try and like whip the darts and stuff but it was just it was a really exciting thing that they launched and uh, like i for one am I'm very ecstatic to have the opportunity to go play darts it's gonna be great i haven't played in a long time so i'm probably pretty rusty i uh i have this time-honored tradition when i go to my parents house anytime i go to the basement um we have a dart board up and it's been up there since probably before my brother passed away Mm-hmm. So um, we like I built like a little rack along the side of the wall and we had his set of darts, my set of darts, my dad's set of darts. So everybody had their their I think it's four darts or three mm-hmm. darts yeah. just there in their little holder. And now when I go home, anytime I go to the basement, I pick up my darts, his darts and sometimes my dad's too, because like whatever. And I throw all of the darts just at the board. And that board hasn't moved in years to the point where like we haven't taken it off the wall to restaple the um the metal like frame on it so yeah. now now there's like no guide <laughs> so like it, it doesn't direct you into whichever wedge but it's just a, a fun story about darts i'll my, throw darts every time i can my only like significant memory of darts was uh growing up my uh my friend across the street like my best friend across the street they had a dartboard in their in their basement we never really played it, but her brother played it uh, a lot. And I remember one day, uh, we were—I was over there, and we were up on the in the living room playing playing something. It was like, uh, what's the uh, the game where like you have all the shapes, and it's like in the platform you have to put them in the perfection. Perfection, yeah, okay, yeah. We were playing perfection, and uh, 
her brother comes upstairs and like, hey, David, look at this. And he holds out his hand and he's got a dart literally right through his thumb. Or no, sorry, not through his thumb. It was like through the fatty part of his, like between his thumb and his uh, index finger. Right. And just like right through there because he had dropped, uh, he had tr- dropped a dart and then went to catch it. But then <laughs> went right through, <laughs> went That's through crazy. right through. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my only memory of darts. It's it's a fun game. I'm I'm rather excited to go play and just enjoy having some brews with some people that I hang out with there, and it'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, this is my favorite time of every episode. We obviously get to catch up and see how things are going. If we have watched or played anything, uh, I will tell you with great certainty that I have done nothing. Just a week of nothing. I don't even remember trying to watch anything. Oh, I started watching the first episode of Ted. Oh, yeah. How is it? It's really funny. And believe it or not, it's on cable. So Showcase has it, which means you can watch it through video on demand. Um, If you can get over the fact that Mark Wahlberg's not in it, and it's a a kid portraying young Mark Wahlberg, Mm. the writing's genius. It's Seth MacFarlane at his absolute finest. You have to check this show out if you if you can, or if you um, want to download it, you can. It is on Peacock, which means it makes it harder. Sorry, did I say download? I mean, sale the seven seas. Edit. Sale the seven seas. <laughs> Oops. Um, very, very good time. It's a good show. I, uh, I also officially let my PlayStation Plus expire. Well, Sean, you're not missing out on much. No, I'm not did- missing out on anything. I can still play the games online, so I don't care. No, you can't. Well, I'm gonna buy like the light version. Oh, so I can, like, so I can like play NHL and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't care. You'll still get like the, uh, um, what's it called the, the essentials because that's like the base one you have to, to to subscribe to. Like, so you will still get some of the free games. Uh, this month's they they announced uh, February's, uh, free games, Foam Stars. Uh, which which they announced uh, at their state of play, uh, which is essentially um, Sony's attempt at Splatoon. It's literally just Splatoon, but it's a uh, foam party for the weirdos. Yeah, uh, you, you're getting Roller Drome, Roller Drome, which uh, you can get on, which is on, been on Game Pass for a while now, and then Steel Rising, which is like another. What is it? Steel Rising was like another Souls like action RPG or something like that. Uh, people aren't happy. I mean, most of the games kind of aren't that great. But we saw this but... coming solely because at the end of the day, there's no competition for it anymore. So, like, Microsoft doesn't do their games with gold anymore. And if they even did, it'd be some three bullshit indie games that nobody cares about or a game that came out 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Who but cares? when you compare, like, but when you, when you compare the game offerings in in general, uh, like Game Pass, like, the, are they still selling gold anymore? Can you even buy gold? I don't think you can. I think you buy just the gold cards because everybody has them, but they have to be converted into Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much you need Game Pass to play games online, and you have access to those Game Pass games, and the quality of those games have always are just hands down better than what what sony can give out um or or is willing to right like microsoft is willing to do the the day one releases whereas uh 
every so often we get a day one release on PlayStation. I think Stray was one of them. Um, and now we get a foam party game. Yeah, there you go. Or, or foam stars. I don't know what's it called. Are you? Are you foam stars? Here's, yeah. here's the advertising. Are you a big fan of foam parties? Do you like spraying foam all over your opponents? Well, check out Foam Stars on PlayStation Plus now exclusive video game. It's so stupid. I'm so sick of a lot of Sony things, which is also <laughs> like whatever. But like, I'm just so over so much of the brand. And like, I like the games that I've purchased for PlayStation. I'm okay with the idea of like buying single player games for that console. That's pretty much it. I don't think I will buy the next generation Sony period i think i'm down to the point where i you probably will but like i can see you buying it a few years later you know what i mean like there i i feel like you've been burned from from sony in a in a sense that there's not a lot of stuff that's like appealing to you that's worth the day one purchase or like the year one purchase um but i think like the next console that they release in the next i don't know seven years right um I could see you. You're gonna get it. That's just. I know that. I know you. But I, I, I could of... see. I could see it being a requirement that there has to be a significant number of games that you are like. I need. To, I want to play these games, right? Um. Yeah, like, like I don't. I don't disagree. Like I. I would probably be interested, but I'm also at a time in my life now where the next console is going to come out. I might not have as much time to game. We might not be doing this then like i know eventually like either the podcast will stop or it turns into like full-time work it's one of the two and that that's okay too because like time move on all that stuff but like eventually i'm going to slow down the amount of video games i play and And i'll be like a one video game family until you get to the age of retirement then the the amount of video games that you play is just going to ramp up even more well have you ever seen that guy on like it's like shows up on instagram all the time but it's a retired u.s vet and he's like this older guy but he plays like um war games specifically like hellbound um or bound to hell is it hellbound yeah um battlefield and call of duty and he just tries to make ridiculously long sniper shots Oh yeah, I've I've seen some of that stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what, Sony, what's got you down? Like, I, I mean, so there's the Sony State of Play that uh, happened right at the very end of uh, of January. Uh, so just a few days ago, um, as you, of, you mean today, as of, because as of declared it's still January. <laughs> well, a, a few days ago, as of time of you guys listening to this, if you're listening to this, <laughs> the first week of February. And it it's hard to get excited for these these games anymore, really. Like there was nothing it it, it was announced kind of out of the blue, right? Um and there were some rumors swirling around of a new Kojima thing. Um, but for the most part, it's like we kinda got stuff that is either I don't know. What do you want to like? Is it necessarily? Is it like a remake or sequel? Like sequels to stuff that was like okay. Nothing really stood out that was like, oh my god, I need Hell- to get this. Yeah, let's start off with Hell Divers too, because I like to start at the bottom of most lists, anyways, uh, and work my way up. Now, Hell Divers two trailer was interesting to me because 
the way they presented it in the trailer it made you think like they were just launch or starting the state of play with a clip uh, or clips from different games because the way it kind of flashed through, I was like, oh, am I, am I seeing Star Wars footage? Like, I couldn't really tell. It was kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Then I saw some shooting, and then I saw some aliens, and then I was like, oh, it's Helldivers. Mm-hmm. Got it. But, like, usually when you run one of these these showcases, you want to lead strong and end even stronger. And I just thought that from the moment the trailer started, he was just like, blah. And, like, we just had that with the weird Microsoft one that just happened, like, that indie showcase. And, like, Nintendo is kind of, like, screwing around with the fans, showing us, like, nothing but everything. And then you know a Nintendo Direct is going to drop in the next two weeks because, A, they can't hold the fact that, like, they they, they can't keep hiding the fact that a, a Switch 2 is coming out. Yeah, but they also, need to announce it within. I would say Nintendo needs to make some sort of announcement, at least in Q1 of 2024, right? Doesn't so, the Peach game come out next month? It does. So, like, there has to be a Nintendo Direct coming, mm-hmm. and like, they're probably still dealing with all the legal stuff with Pal World, which, by the way, got boring real fast. I've like now disassociated myself with. I was just like, I played this for like five days. I'm bored. You know, I started playing Temtem again. <laughs> I'm like, I could just fire up Pokemon. Although I started playing <laughs> totally off topic. But you remember uh, the new Tetris for Nintendo 64? The one where Te- you can make like Tetris, squares? Tetris 2? No, it was called the new Tetris, I believe. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. You started I playing started Tetris? Play- I fired that up the other day. I plugged it into the TV. Just went for it. Nice. But okay, let's get back to the the state of play. So, okay, so they, they started off with Helldivers 2, which, okay, the big change in this one is that it looks like, unless this is, like, one of those stupid trailers that doesn't really show actual gameplay and it's more of special, you know, smoke and mirrors, um, it looks like this version or this the sequel of Helldivers is now, like, a third-person shooter. Whereas Helldivers 1 was a top-down um, uh, twin-stick shooter, which I I wasn't a big fan of to begin with. So when, when this started off, I was like, oh, Helldivers, meh. The thing is with this game is that it looks so generic. Now, we know Helldivers is going to be coming out on Xbox. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. So... Um, or it's coming out in ooh, PS5 and Windows. So I'm sure it'll eventually come out on Xbox. But this game just looks so like it's such a generic sci-fi shooter. Does it not? Like the the what what are they called? The the suits that they're wearing looks like a mix of Halo and um Mass Effect. And okay, we got some I don't know, it like cool explosions and stuff like that, but I don't know. It just didn't look that exciting. Maybe that's why they started off with it. Who knows? Um, so I was going to say they moved on to Legendary Tales uh, for the PSVR 2. Uh, and then I think I said in muted tone that I wish more games like this came out for the Oculus. But I don't think the Oculus could handle this, kind of, this um, I guess, resource extensive game. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, but it looks great. Higher fidelity of stuff. It, this is, it looks, looks. This is, looks kind of cool. It's like uh, it it looks like a 
first person like dungeon crawler like that you would expect like you know like those old school like isometric dungeon crawler games like or hell even like um what was it uh did you ever play legend of oh geez what's it called no not legend of zelda it's it was on steam then probably Uh, not so just move on (laughs) oh yeah that's true legend of grimrock uh if anyone's ever played that it's like well like those old school dungeon crawling games where it's like you have to literally have like a uh people would have uh what's it called a graph paper and and draw out the maps and stuff like that on them um it looks kind of like an update for something like that where it's but it's first person mm-hmm. it looks kind of cool um we got another metro game that's what we needed more metro v- games I mean the the Metro series is has been pretty popular in in general. Um I think this is a, a not bad uh I guess update or I mean uh evolution of the of the the series. Um but I I don't know. Same Show game. me more gameplay and less um pre-rendered footage. Okay. Yeah. The other one showed us gameplay. This one just showed us a lot of pre-rendered footage, and you can tell yeah. the difference. Yeah. Um, Zenless Zone Zero is in development for the PlayStation Five. I I don't know. It's like a anime style action RPG. Yeah. With like, it's got it's got stuff for all the all the people that like the. Well, waifu type characters it's got booby anime characters it's got children like anime characters it's got it's like got a weird looking bunny rabbit anime character it's got like a bear guy yeah it's got everything it for, has lasers it has swords i feel it's... i feel like it's a stefan bit from saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah now uh did you ever play dave the diver we purchased it for the switch a few weeks ago actually okay how is it i've never played it i hear it's really good though it's kind of fun. It's uh like I don't play it nearly as often as my other half does, but <laughs> it it has fishing in it, so that makes it fun. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's a really um quaint animated game. Like it's you you get that thirty two bit just love uh, out of your your Nintendo Switch, and I I get that they offered a Godzilla announcement for the PlayStation Five today. I've only played it on the switch but it is quite fun it's yeah, just so, it's a neat little game yeah so that's what they announced uh godzilla <laughs> is coming to day the diver you know what i love though is um with this trailer they use like the original godzilla music and like the uh i don't know what's it like with the horns and stuff like that and they have like the Japanese title, like something is coming. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, it, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out because they don't really have any actual gameplay for the Godzilla portion of the game. So, but uh, I'm sure that's going to come out on everything. What is more timeless in video games? Vampires, zombies, or Godzilla? This is zombies. Yeah. Like, Zombies vamp- has been vampire in games show up and like people just hate them. 
And then you get like a few really good ones, and then they're like, "Here's another vampire game." We're like, oh, guys, we're so over vampires. Yeah, vampires was was, was so 2004. Yeah, Edward Cullen are bust. Yeah, so we got uh, V Rising. I just didn't a, even know what this game was. Uh, v Rising is an isometric action game with some Diablo vibes. It's a top-down action RPG that is another Diablo clone. Also, it looks like a world builder of sorts. Maybe. A fantasy survival game. They're all technically a fantasy survival game. Um, This one was actually kind of interesting. I don't really kind of understand it, but it was uh, definitely has like those uh, Bioshock vibes to it. The game uh, coming out called Judas. And uh, I don't quite understand what's going on. You like uh, destroyed the world or something like that. And then you have to undestroy it or something like that. I don't know. It is a colorful dystopian game with first person combat. Yeah, so it's it's going to be like very similar to all of those other Bioware first person shooters, right? Um, you get or, kind of sorry, a... Bio, Bioshock, sorry. Um, but I mean, it looks cool. Like the artwork looks cool. Like it it looks like the characters and stuff like that have a variation between either like kind of silly, humorous to some more serious stuff. I don't know. It, it looks like it could be interesting. What was that game that Obsidian made? Outer Worlds. It kinda, worlds, yeah. It's it's Outer Worlds vibes. Oh yeah. Um, do you remember a few years ago? Uh, it was back on the PlayStation Four. Um, Kojima had partnered up with uh, the guy from Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, and they did uh, Silent Hills. They that did tech Death demo. No, they did that tech demo for Silent Hill. Uh, it was like it's it was short and you you were walking around this hallway in this apartment or this house and um there was like certain certain ways to kind of progress the story but for the most part it was kind of like a, a puzzle but it was creepy and then it ended where you're norman reedus on the street and it's yeah it was just like a tech demo and then that's right after or right after sony had like I don't know, canceled some deal with uh, Konomi or Kojima or something like that. And then Kojima left. Oh, yeah. Konomi. Yeah. And then that's when the next Metal Gear uh, game came out, which was not very well received. Uh, And then Kojima made his own studio. And then that's when they made Death Stranding. That was a lot to take in. (laughs) It was. Uh, So they... It showed off, and you can actually download this right now, uh, Silent Hill, The Short Message. And I guess, it, is it, uh, it's kind of like a, te- a tech demo, but apparently it's it's like a free-to-play Silent Hill spinoff, um, which looks kind of interesting. I think like it's cool that uh, they're, they're getting back into the Silent Hill series. Um, the movies were phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> not really but so they were they were all right um i mean this looks kind of cool will i play it no because i don't like scary games oh my god i forgot how bad that movie was silent hill yeah is that the I one mean, where like the the um 
the fire at the end is just like or it's just like it looks like it's snowing, but it's just the ash is so thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie's bad. I it was it was okay. The nuns or the nurses are creepy in that game. It's just in the game, like you uh if you make sound, that's when they move and they attack you and then like, you know, you start screaming, right? Because they're attacking you and then and then you're dead. <laughs> bang bang, bang you're dead. dead. <laughs> um next next thing that we got to see was actually quite interesting was Sonic um, I guess it's X Shadow or Cross Shadow or Versus Shadow Generations announced Sonic Shadow, Sonic Shadow and how would you say the X in this title? I would say it's Sonic X Shadow Generations. Um, th- to me, this was kind of a fascinating watch for a trailer because it doesn't really indicate what type of Sonic game it is. Doesn't look like it's a two D side scroller. It does look like there is stuff on a three D plane. Um, but what was kind of interesting to me is there's a very small glimpse in the trailer at about the 16 second mark where Sonic is going down a hill on a snowboard and he's going down a cityscape. And then a few seconds later in the trailer, you see Sonic launch into the air because he's being chased by a truck. And all I could get was Sonic adventure two battle vibes. And I'm curious to, to find out if Sonic generations is like it does say it's a remaster of the original Sonic Generations with new content featuring uh, Shadow, but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if there are going to be levels from other games in this game. Uh, well, I don't think. Uh, did you ever play Sonic Generations? Sorry, I don't know if you. I've played some of it, yeah. So, Sonic Generations is. It's got a mix of levels from like classic sonic games and like some of the updated ones stuff like that so my guess is that they're incorporating levels or themes from uh sonic sonic adventure 2 which is a phenomenal game way better than sonic adventure 1 100 on the nintendo version was battle i know that was the that, point that's <laughs> anyways so that's coming out. Um, we got uh, another uh, glimpse of Dragon's Dogma 2, um, which is the long-awaited sequel to Dragon's Dogma, which I actually bought uh, not too long ago, the first one, to play on my Steam Deck. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty fun RPG. Like It, it kind of gets gives you the vibes of... Like a, like a Souls-like game, like Dark Souls or Demon Souls or Elden Ring or whatnot. Just with the like aesthetics, like the visual styles, but it's more of a hack and slash RPG with it. So it was actually, uh, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. So that's coming out. I'll probably buy it in about 10 to 15 years when it goes on sale for about $3. There you go. <laughs> um, next one up. I'm I'm curious to your thoughts of the to this game, but Stellar Blade we got a deep dive release date um, video, so it was just a six minute trailer versus like a one or a two minute trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, this game actually looked fairly interesting based on the dialogue that you were hearing in the trailer. The story kind of looked a little compelling. It did look a little bit more dystopian ish. Had a little bit of a Fallout vibe in parts. Had a little bit more of a I don't know, like a third person super shooter kind of game going on. 
looked interesting. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. I was getting a lot of uh, like cyberpunk. That's the other one. Oh yeah, I was getting a lot of uh, vibes from what's it called? N- not Neo, uh, near. Near, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's near with like two B and stuff like that. Yeah, near. It, it near looked odd, familiar, odd. and then I saw the like the guy's half head, and I was like, oh yeah, this game. Yeah, so I was getting some vibes from from near because the gameplay looked very similar, but I guess it's like more RPG. Um, Stuff like that. Uh, the environments look pretty cool. Now, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would have to kind of see a little bit more, um, like long term gameplay because this was very, you know, they had a lot of cinematic stuff. They had like a lot of story stuff in there and, and whatnot. That's fine, but it's like I want to see more of the actual gameplay, right? To see how the game plays out. Uh, it looks cool, but it's not something that I I think is going to be a day one or recent early purchase for me. No, but it definitely would be worth watching the the um, the review that comes out in mm-hmm. March mm-hmm. or early April. Looks it, it it definitely was an interesting title for sure. Mm-hmm. And the enemies that's the thing is like the the enemies look pretty cool and and the gameplay that they were showing looks pretty fluid as well. And that's I think always satisfying when you have a game like where you are able to just like lift lift list off like combos back and forth and like it's just so smooth right it's very satisfying we can do like you know a, a 25 hit combo or something like that and it's uh it's just a nice smooth gameplay i don't know yeah <laughs> it, it, it looked good um my other half made the joke too they were like wow it's one of those video games but they don't show the boobies and i was like you're totally right <laughs> like, yeah, because that's, that's good. Because if you look at all the camera angles, they're always just slightly lower. That's also true. And it's always just showing off the ass, and all the angles, like when when people are talking, it's always got like the main character's ass in view. Super weird. Like, why are you selling video games like that? I still don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Uh, then they also announced uh, another remaster. Surprise, surprise! But I feel like this one might be okay. Uh, un. Until Dawn is coming out on PS5 and PC. Um, I guess they like re-imaged it, so enhanced all the graphics and stuff like that. Now, Until Dawn was a pretty solid game to begin with. It did have some significant frame rate drops and stuff like that. Um, have you ever played th- that game? No. It's like the classic uh, bunch of teens go to a cabin in the woods and stuff like that, and there's, you know, people get murdered but murdered you say the the cool thing about this is like so when the developer was actually making this game in their play testing they would actually hook people up to different like sensors so they would set like monitor their their heart rate their pupil dilation their breathing all of that stuff because they wanted to see and and control like the jump scares in the game and they wanted to get like they they made sequences of the game where it's like they wanted your heart rate to be a certain level, <laughs> right? Like they wanted your pupils to be dilated or like you'd be on the edge of your seat and stuff like that. So they actually put a lot of science into creating this game, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I've I it's been a while since I played it. Um, I'm I'm not opposed to playing this again, but I could see this game definitely getting uh released 
on like a PlayStation Essentials type platformy or on Game Pass or something like that. I mean, I I wouldn't buy the game again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was fun. So I mean, for people who never played the game before, I think this is going to be a great way to play it uh, because, the, like I said, the on PlayStation Four there were some some issues with like frame rate drops. So like some areas would drop to like 16 frames a second. It was pretty bad. Um, we got a deep dive on team ninjas rise of the Ronin. Yeah. This is like what, uh, uh, Japanese. It's Red uh, Dead Redemption Assass- meets Assassin's Creed. Ghosts. Yeah. Ghost of Toshima. Yeah. I mean, it looks kind of cool. Um, I'll probably end up playing it. Uh, finally, well, we didn't really get anything aside from the fact that Kojima is making an espionage game. Surprise, surprise. Does he make any other games? Yeah, but this one's not called Metal Gear Solid, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's called, uh, what, what, like, what's the opposite of Metal Gear? Uh, uh wood wheel fluid. fabric, fabric wheel fluid. liquid, <laughs> fabric wheel liquid. <laughs> um, but we did get to see also a Death Stranding 2 trailer. The baby was born. I don't, or like, I guess not born, but like the baby's grown up because he was carrying the baby, anyways. Uh, I still have yet to play Death Stranding. I know some people who have played this game extensively. This is just never really appealed to me. I guess I'm going to have to play it eventually now that there's a second one. It's very cinematic. I mean, I started playing it, and and it it kind of is a walking simulator. Uh, that's for sure. There's there is some excitement. Uh, I don't know, not excitement, but they do make walking and delivering packages somewhat enjoyable. <laughs> um, I've I put in probably about five or six hours uh, into the game, four of which is cutscenes. Oh, damn! <laughs> it's like God of War. Play, play, play. Walk, walk, walk. Video, video, video. Well, what was it? Was it uh, Metal Gear Solid Four? Or the one that the one that came out on yeah PS uh, PS3 Metal Gear Solid Four, uh, the final cutscene was like two hours long. It actually mm, made you save. Movie? It made you save it halfway through. Can you can you did imagine? You, like, did you beat you, God of War? Same shit. It was like a twenty minute ending scene. No, I uh, I played God of War for about fifteen minutes. What? So you didn't even get to the first fight? You got down the river mom died yeah but that's why you were going down the river yeah yeah mom died got to the house or something like that, or maybe i left the house and then you get attacked and you have to yeah like you have to go through i got the big attack fight. part i got to that part you played about a half hour 45 minutes <laughs> maybe a half hour, yeah yeah thank you thank you <laughs> i'm proud of you david finished the first act not even <sighs> yeah i know now uh speaking of first acts we embarked on an adventure on the weekend so that was a state of play Congratulations, Sammy. You did it. Yeah, yeah. Kept us entertained for 40 minutes, sort of. You know what's the thing is, is that with this state of play, a lot of times when there's uh, Microsoft or Nintendo or Sony uh, announcement videos, like days and stuff like that, the internet is a buzz afterwards, right? Like there's people posting stuff on, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, and, uh, Instagram, so all the social media stuff. I didn't actually see anything about this one i had to go to the playstation 5 subreddit to see like a few trailers but other than that like the discussions on this stuff isn't uh isn't anything like too crazy i think people are still are are just like 
nothing is satisfying until Nintendo announces the Switch 2. Yeah, I think that's what we're all craving, the mm-hmm. Hunter. Mm-hmm. That's a but Spider-Man yeah. joke. So as, uh, <laughs> Sean, <laughs> as Sean mentioned, we uh, for those of you who missed out on our stream, our first, uh, well, not our first stream, but I mean, it's like our first stream of 2024 and our first of many this year. The first we, official scene on screen board game stream. Yeah, board game, but we were playing a video game. Uh, we were playing uh, Gloomhaven with uh, our, our pals, Tony and Alex. Uh, it was a lot of fun. This is uh, Sean's first foray into the world of Gloomhaven. Um, uh, Alex and I had played the first dungeon probably about a half a dozen times, and it came very close, but we did succeed. A few blunders along the way. Uh, <laughs> like, I had this whole plan to use... To, to to move and then use another card, but then I used the move on the card that I was going to use to attack, and it wasn't until I did that someone was like, uh, "Did you just use the wrong card?" It's like shit. Yeah, because I was looking <laughs> at your hand, I was like, "Wait a minute." So I have yeah. I have some thoughts. First of all, why are they secret missions? Because at the end of the day, if you're playing together anyways, what's it matter? We should be collecting as many items as humanly possible. We got through the first act on our first try, which was awesome. We beat the first mission. We have many more missions to come. It, it's funny because it's like, oh, normally the first mission of any game is pretty straightforward. You're learning the ropes. But this, the first mission of, or the first dungeon of Gloomhaven is not easy. We were stressed. Means. It was close. It was very close. If uh, if I didn't get as lucky as I did on like two of those attacks by getting that plus two, we would have been in trouble. Um, but David, now now that we're talking about this, I have a question for you from Tony. Okay. Okay. So, um, what was your character type? It was called Craig something, right? Craig as a Craig, as a Craig Hart. The Craig Hart. Okay. So David put his name as just Craig, and then David got a little upset because he's like, "Oh, Sean always bullies me when we do this stuff," but it was actually Tony that started off it by saying, "Ah, oh, fucking Craig." So the question he had for you, which he asked through me, <laughs> is have you ever watched South Park? And do you know who Craig is in South Park? Because the whole joke when you started, when you wrote your name as Craig, all Tony and I did the entire stream was like, oh, fucking Craig. Because that's what Cartman says to Craig all the time. Oh. Just like, fuck you, Craig. And Dave was like, you're bullying me. And we're like, <laughs> we, think this, we thought you genuinely put your name as Craig. To be like this guy. And like, if no. you've ever played, like, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, so we were so confused because he's like, we're not bullying him, are we? I was like, no. No, that's we're just literally your normal just being... say. You just like to chirp me like hardcore when we play video games uh, competitively like that, even even though that wasn't a competitive game. Well, that's no. the thing. Like, I even thought about that. I was like, we're not even playing a game. Like, if this was Lords of Waterdeep, I'd be like, fuck you, Craig. Like, I'm coming for you. My no, undefeated streak um, against you has to maintain. I've seen, I've seen some South Park stuff, but not enough to know a lot of the jokes. So yeah, no, I had no clue. I literally <laughs> named, I literally named him Craig because it, it was Craig Hart. <laughs> That's so funny, and like that makes it even better because we were so we were genuinely confused because we're like, how often does somebody just name themselves Craig, and like doesn't catch flack for it? So that's pretty funny. Um, overall, though, 
I loved the experience of Gloomhaven. You guys kind of painted it out to be this like insanely difficult game that we would lose in right away. And I was just, I was happy to be there. I was learning on the fly. I still don't understand some of the mechanics on how attacks fully work. Like I understand my card says it can attack up to six damage, mm-hmm. but sometimes it has a zero. It has a okay, one or a so, two. So let me oh. explain this to you. So, you know how in like in a typical game where it's like you have to you have a dice that is yeah. going to you're going to roll your dice and that's going to determine how many places spaces you move or how much damage you do. Right. So a lot of the times, especially in Dungeons and Dragons uh, or like those types of RPGs, if you're going to attack someone, you would roll a die and based off of that number, based off of the weapon that you're using, that would determine the amount of damage that you you do right yeah. so that adds the randomness to it well this is a card based game there's no dice in this game so in order to add some randomness to an attack uh there is a, a modifier deck and it's not really explained very well i don't think in not the, even in the game um so everyone's deck has uh i don't remember the exact number but there's there's one miss card there's one two times damage there's one two times or one times damage there's one zero damage and a whole bunch of ones so the deck is supposed to be random so when you attack in the game you say okay i'm going to do this attack and it's going to attack and do a a damage of three right so then you draw one of those modifier cards and because that deck is shuffled it is essentially like rolling a die and getting a random uh, a random number now the difference between rolling a die in this deck is that the the die you could roll the same number over and over and over again right whereas this deck once you use the card it goes into a discard so eventually the the more you attack and stuff like that uh you use up your possibilities of missing or or doing you know one less damage but you also potentially lose the ability to do a crit like two times damage or something yeah. like that. So that that's pretty much how it is. And I think it's a it's an interesting mechanic because um as you level up your character uh, or your mercenary and all that stuff, you can modify that deck. So you can add another like you can add a weapon that adds, say, like a, another two times modifier to that deck. So you get a chance of having like two times two crits or things like that. So that's that's kind of how that works. If that makes sense. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because, like, I understood that if we wanted to get more damage or you'd want an advantage, you'd want to be in the spot beside. Um, and I know my character had a lot of push moves, which could vault um, enemies into traps, which was really awesome as well. Mm-hmm. I had a range. I had a pretty balanced character, mm-hmm. um, which was really fun. Um, poor Alex took a beating right at the beginning of the game. Like he just <laughs> he had to discard because he made a mistake on his first turn. And it just, it happened that way. And we got almost all the way through with our, with our pal, but unfortunately he just didn't make it. So we had to like fight even harder. Um, And the amount of sweat and strategy that was going into our last like four turns, like we had to strategically rest once we were in the second room because we had to take turns of resting to make sure we could still attack Oh yeah, and and keep things kind of going. Phenomenal experience. I can't wait to play more. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, there is, uh, I think, ninety-eight dungeons. And we have 
97 to go. <laughs> uh, and like side quests and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's funny because uh, one of my uh, one of my buddies was was watching the stream and, and all that. And he had come over um, after we had recorded. And he's like, oh, hey, that's the game that you were playing. Because uh, I have Gloomhaven on my shelf. I was like, yeah. I was like, here, take the box out. You want to look at it? He's like, sure. So he, he slides the box out. He's like, oh, my God. How much is this? This is one game? I'm like, yeah, it weighs about 25 pounds. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. He's like, so I'm showing him the, the parts. He's like, yeah, I can see why you guys play this on the computer. <laughs> There's so many parts. But, uh, yeah, like if you ever want to play, uh, and, and you've seen it, Jaws of the Lion. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a slimmed down version of Gloomhaven, where you don't have uh, as, it doesn't require as much table space. All the the tiles and everything like that are in the the adventure book. So you just open the book up to the page, and then your tiles are are there and all that stuff. So, uh, but overall, it's a, uh, a a lot of fun. Um, we plan on streaming that at least once a month, but. In in between that, we might uh, I don't know we might get together and play some games and record them for our uh, our YouTube channel or whatever or get some highlights. There were some good highlights from uh, the last time that we played. Yeah. So nothing's ever going to beat that three men and a meeple moment. <laughs> and you'll have no, to go back and look. I, I still have that one. So yeah, we no. we are just a PSA to everybody. We are pulling the videos off Three Men and a Meeple and putting them on Seen on Screens YouTube and eliminating Three Men and a Meeple. So if you want to still see uh, any of the games that we recorded on there, any of the board game videos that we have there, they will just have a new home. Yeah, they're going to still say Three Men and a Meeple on them, but they belong. They belong to David and I, so we want to make sure that they're still within our branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we did have one exciting thing happen uh, when we were streaming. Um, I banned my first person from our channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. We had we had someone that uh, came in and then started just spamming the chat about selling, uh, selling bots and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, nope. No, we, also, okay. we also realized all in unison that David wasn't checking our Discord chat, I had to go to the bathroom so badly. <laughs> and like at one point, I had to message him four different ways. And like everybody else saw the message. And David's just like, duh, 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 I'm streaming. I'm having a good time, blah, blah, blah. And I understand he has to maintain the, like, the regular chat and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I was just like, damn, I just need you to be like, we need to take a quick break. That's it. <laughs> And then I was just like, screw it. I'm just muting and going. I'm leaving. <laughs> I saw I saw all those afterwards. So here's the thing. So the way that the way that the stream is set up on my computer is that so in order to get everyone's webcams, you know, they have to be on webcam somewhere. So I had to do a, a screen capture of the Discord webcam stuff. So if I change that window at all, then it would change what is seen on the stream. So I couldn't actually switch my uh anything. Any any of those windows or anything like that in uh, in Discord? So yeah, I couldn't see any of that stuff, but that's all right. I mean, it's live live entertainment. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was not entertaining that part, but everything else was pretty fun. <laughs> but David, it's it's the month of February, the month of groundhogs. What does that mean? Yeah. What do you mean, month of groundhogs? It's February, dude. There's no. It, it's not month of groundhogs. This is the most important day of the month at the beginning of the month. February 2nd is Groundhog Day. Is it? Dear God, man, get a calendar. I, I swear to God, I thought it was all in April, but you know what? 
there's something that is more important beginning of the month and you know what that is picking up strangers now let me tell you about the dangers if you don't like taking chances then you better keep moving on my friend I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I totally thought that like Groundhog Day was in April or something like that. I thought it was like happens in the spring, but I guess it's like six more. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Six more weeks till spring. Good thing it's not uh, in January because January was fucking long this year. Yeah. Not only that, David just believes the calendar goes January, March, straight up. Every conversation we've had February, you know, you uh, have to take your significant other out for dinner in 14 days. No, I don't. Yeah, she wants you to. Why can't she take me out for dinner? You know what? That's a great question. Why I brought it... that up the other day. Why do I have to pick the restaurant? Why do I have to pay? Right? Why is it that? Why does the guy have to do it? Love day goes two ways, okay? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I just want to go to a nice restaurant where you get a three-course meal for a reasonable price. Actually, not to advertise this company, so I'm, I'm not going to. But there is a dining establishment that is a fairly large chain. $55, three course. Oh, perfect. What the That's hell? Perfect. Man, the thing is, is like even if we were to go out in, in town here, I mean, this time two years ago when we moved here, we could go to the local pub, uh, the brewery, and I could have like two beers and we could both like – she who shall not be named could have a uh, a beverage or two and we have like two entrees and stuff like that and it would cost us like 75 bucks not anymore less, which is pretty good now it's like you have one beer two entrees and or like two drinks and two entrees and it's like 95 dollars. and it's like the hell yeah i'd rather oh you know i like it's places uh wings night you know do you guys have wings night like two for one wing night. So yeah. the one place here, like stopped doing wing night because no one was going to it. Well, it's like when you, when it's $28 for like a pound of wings, I could go and buy a four kilogram bag of chicken wings at the wholesale <laughs> and make my own wings for the same price. Anyways, That's true. Games in February. Do you remember that place when we went to college <laughs> that had penny wings? Penny wings? Uh, yeah. It was oh. like on Wednesday. It was like, uh, I think you could buy like, it was wings for like pennies, but they expected you to drink a ton of beer, so it worked yeah. out. Yeah. That was cool. All right. February 1st, we have the, the Legend of Legacy HD remastered. We have Jujitsu Kaisen Cursed Clash, and we have Grand Blue Fantasy Relink all launching. So that sounds like two remakes and Jujitsu Kaisen Cursed Clash. That's weird because Jujitsu Kaisen Cursed Clash also comes out on the second. So we don't know what day this this list is wrong. Uh, Legend of Legacy HD Remastered. That was a uh, RPG that came out on the 3DS. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of cool for it. There was like on the the DS and 3DS, there were some pretty good RPGs that it's didn't really get that uh, HD modern console remastering. So uh, it, it's good that this is coming out. For all the people that like those games coming on Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PS5. Um, on the second, we're getting Persona 3 Reloaded. So it's just a remake of uh, Persona 3. That's coming on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. And the and game that was delayed twice. We are finally getting Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, about that. How do we feel? 
apparently it's not that great. That doesn't even remotely shock me. <laughs> I'm not surprised either. Um, I think IGN said that like the game, like it's playable, but uh, it's it's kind of like leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, like it kind of reminds me of the launch trailers for um, Guardians of the Galaxy when that first came out. The game looked pretty not great. And I will say straight up, that game was not for everybody. I enjoyed it because I liked the Guardians. But you had to play an entire game as Peter Quill. Like, there was, like, you controlled the other Guardians in fights. Mm -hmm. But that was more of the, like, um, what was that game that I can't think of right now at all? It was Marvel vs. Capcom, but the... Not Marvel vs. Capcom. Damn it on switch you get to control so many marvel <laughs> characters you fight galactus oh, you marvel fight... ultimate alliance that's the one so it's like that where you can be like wolverine go attack over here while you're like doing everything else right so that's kind of the fighting style i'm i would assume based off the clips i've seen here when you are playing as different suicide squad members you have the ability to do the other thing but like why are you killing batman bro why are you know. killing why are you killing wonder woman i will try this game if it's ever free it my guess is that it's gonna go uh the way of uh what is it Arkham Knights and go discounted very very quickly yeah i wouldn't I would not be surprised yeah uh the following week we get uh the Sony splatoon knockoff foam stars is coming out on the sixth and that's also coming out for free uh for all like playstation plus subscribers don't worry um, though because helldivers 2 comes out right after on windows and PlayStation yeah. 5. <laughs> helldivers 2 is coming out uh okay then what else we got uh finally dragon quest builders is coming out like i feel like they've been um like this game came out in i think 2015 or 2016 but they have been pounding the absolute shit in advertisements for like re-releasing this game so you know what? Finally, it's here. I've seen this on Instagram. I've seen this on TikTok. I've seen I see it a lot. We're finally getting it out here now. It is uh, coming out on Windows, but it also I believe like the game is on Android and iOS. The game is already out on PlayStation Three, PS Four, Vita, iOS, yeah, uh, Xbox, Windows, all that stuff. So I don't know what's going on with this one. Uh, we're getting Banishers: Ghosts of New Eden. Um, it's a uh, action role playing game by Don't Nod. They've made, uh, I think, the most kind of prominent game that they made uh, is Life is Strange. They did like Vampire, Tell Me Why, Twin Mirror, like those types of games, like the uh, kind of like advamp- adventure games. They did Vampire. Their first game that they came out was Remember Me. Uh, I played that game a lot and then uh i got stuck on a boss that i could not just could not beat and so i never played the game again so um that sounds like uh the story of david's gaming career i just didn't play the game again (laughs) biomutants biomutants coming out on the nintendo switch uh it'll be interesting to see how that one actually plays because it's a pretty uh I don't know, it's a good-looking game, and I don't think the Nintendo Switch can do it justice. But on the 14th, the the day of love, the day where men are expected to take their ladies out for dinner. Here comes a really bad joke. We're getting Tomb Raider, 
one one to three remastered or as uh did you ever read mad magazine I remember it back in the day, but I don't remember a lot of the content. They always had, uh, they always had like Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider uh, parodies, and, and it was always called Bosom Raider. Oh yeah, I kind yeah. of do remember that. <laughs> I remember going to the library and reading those. Um, <laughs> so that <laughs> Tomb Raider one to three remastered is coming out on all platforms on the fourteenth. Uh, that that'll be interesting, but I'm sure that'll go uh, on on sale fairly quickly. I'm curious when it comes to this type of remaster, is it going to go the way of the um, Super Mario All-Stars where the game is still clunky as hell just with some updated graphics? Or is it going to be completely fixed? Because even when they remastered GoldenEye, like GoldenEye is impossible to play on with any controller but a 64 controller, and that's even pushing it. On the Switch, yeah. Well, even playing it on the Xbox, like it felt hard to play. It was difficult, but the Xbox, they actually updated it so that you could play it with uh, more modern twin joystick controls. Still clunky chunk, though. Oh, 100%. Still. So Tomb Raider might be a lot of the same thing. And I would even be as inclined to not playing this. Like, this would be a game that I would try on my PS5 because of the control scheme. I -hmm. wouldn't even bother playing it on the Xbox because of the way, like, where your thumbsticks are. That to me would be a very uh, be a pretty discernible difference if you ask me like that extra inch and where your hand's going to be some Mm -hmm. of those puzzles like there was some crampy puzzles like jump like climb grab on turn twist I don't know and the the thing is is the the worst part is usually like the camera right like most of these games they didn't really kind of know how best camera movement should go I was playing Jet Force Gemini the other day on uh, an int- on my Switch with my N64 controller, and uh, I I played it for like 25 minutes. But the camera, there's no camera controls, and most of the time it's like at the wrong angle or facing the wrong way. So it's very difficult. So uh, okay, so on the 16th we get the Mario vs Donkey Kong coming out for the Nintendo Switch, and the most anticipated game of 2021. Hold on, let's go back before, because I want to talk Mario versus Donkey Kong for a quick second. Have you seen the release video of the side-by-side comparisons from the opening scenes yet? Uh, no. So they animated a bunch of extra stuff in that didn't exist. So if you all remember, the original game came out on the, I want to say the 3DS. No, the Game or, Boy no, Advance. The, the Game Boy Advance and the DS. They... um the way the game looked was they showed Donkey Kong sitting on a couch then Donkey Kong freeze frame running. So it'd be like a picture of Donkey Kong then a picture of Donkey Kong. Then he goes mm-hmm. to the toy store or well, the toy factory. Then it's, it's all comic panels. Mm-hmm. So the new game actually has everything animated in video form, which is quite impressive. And that alone is going to be not worth the 59.99 or the 79.99 that they're going to charge you for this game. But if you liked these type of puzzle games and you want the added quality of cutscenes in the game that are not comics, this will be a really cool experience if you played these games previously. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, that's true. I'm watching it right now. I mean, like, it's a, it's it's a, a very big sig- difference. It's a pretty significant update, 100%. But, I mean, if they were to go the route of the original style, Right, like just with like the the, the comic the, panels, the comic panels. 
um i feel like that would be just very that would just be very very cheap but uh no i i want to talk about the most anticipated game of all time uh sorry it Mortal was combat 2 <laughs> this game originally was set to be released in quarter three of 2018 then this game was delayed until 2019 and then again it was delayed to march of 2020 and then it was delayed again indefinitely <laughs> it's oh yeah they, they used COVID as the excuse when it wasn't COVID <laughs> at all the game yeah. just was ass uh that and we are talking about skull and bones the uh ubisoft uh i don't know pirate adventure game which i think originally was supposed to kind of compete against uh sea of thieves which is but, still uh, great still going on i mean hold on this is this would be on ubisoft plus is that included in anything it's gonna be on playstation i think is it part of playstation so anyway so uh i mean i'll probably try it out but this is definitely going to be probably one of those games that you need a a group of people to play with right like i mean it says single player but we all know that if, if you've played sea of thieves controlling a ship by yourself is not very easy and it's not a lot of fun yeah you need some people to fire a cannon and then exactly. you, like Sea of Thieves, you also had to patch up the holes in your in your boat. There were so many things and you had, you had to eat bananas. There was just so much going on. Yeah, I know. Um I'm going to say I will probably never play that game. Because I was interested in it once, and then I was interested in it twice. And you know what they say, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on me again. <laughs> I'm not playing that game. No. I'm just waiting for an announcement uh, that they, they they're delaying it. There's more than enough weeks. time. If this comes out for free on Game Pass, sure I'll try. It. I will not put a penny into that game. No, it no, does not, not deserve it. No, definitely not. Sorry, sorry, the people of Ubisoft Singapore, but you can't tell us for five years the game's coming. No, I remember because like at the very beginning of the pandemic as well. Um, everybody was like, oh, like this was supposed to launch, I think, right like at the end of March 2020. Something like that, yeah. I remember being like, oh, well, I have two weeks off. I can play a pirate delayed. And then we played a bunch of other things, and then the game that was called Warzone saved everybody's lives for months. There was other games too, but this game, I think its last chance was shortly after it got delayed the second time and Sea of Thieves took off and people played Sea of Thieves for a while and just were like, you know what? I'm done with pirate games. I think the problem with Sea of Thieves is that they didn't... Too cartoony. Well, they didn't... It was pretty bare bones when it was released, so they didn't update and add enough quality of life uh, features quick enough to get people in every so often they release some major updates and i always get an email being like come back to play sea of thieves please we've we've changed we've changed so much uh <laughs> but that's really about it uh but speaking of uh, other games there's not a lot that's uh sticking out for the, the the rest of the month um we get lost legends of redwall the scout anthology Coming out on the twentieth, this you play this little mouse. It's a six episode adventure game that's coming out on everything. On uh, the twenty first, we get Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. It's a real time strategy game that's coming out on Windows. Um, 
What else? We got uh, on the 22nd, King Arthur Knight's Tale. This is coming out on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. I like how we're at the point in in this generation where we're getting games that are only on the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. You know what I mean? Like they're not being hindered by last gen uh, hardware. Yeah. Um, this is a real time or sorry. Uh, it's a tactical role playing game. So it looks, uh, I mean, if you're into tactical role playing games, the, um, fun. the game that we missed while talking about all this stuff was Pacific drive. Do you remember the trailer for that? I was just, I was want, wanted to make sure that it was the right game that I thought about, but it was that kind of, um, that nuclear, holocaust or maybe not nuclear holocaust but like it was definitely a nuclear type game where the the car had like the the ectogram and the parallel uh paranormal readers on it and stuff but like there was definitely like a nuke that happened oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was like nobody really knew what the trailer was but you had to like keep building up your car and repairing it and doing mm-hmm. all these weird things um it still looks kind of fascinating to me so i would likely try this one especially if it was another one that was like a a free game on the service but you know playstation they don't do that kind of stuff they don't care yeah. about their fans you'll get it free on PlayStation. <laughs> I'm so jaded now. you'll get it free on the playstation in in about four or five years yeah when the playstation 17 comes out yeah uh what else we got sons of forest whatever that is is a survival game yep Wrath of Aeon? Of oh, Ruin. It's Wrath, Wrath Aeon, of, Aeon ruin. of Ruin. It's a first-person shooter coming out by 3D Realms. The uh, very talented game studio the behind Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I'm here to chill. Uh, what is it? Kick ass and chew bubblegum. Put on a bubblegum. Okay, now this is one I'm excited for. On the 28th? On the 28th, we got Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered. Um, Dark Force, this was like one of the first first person shooters. This game came uh, out 30 years ago. Uh, yeah. And it was, I mean, did you play, did you play Doom? Did you play Quake? Did you play Wolfenstein 3D? Yeah. How many of those games have had remasters or remakes? I'm I'm just saying this is like because we've talked about so many remakes in the month of February. I know that uh, we're just like I'm getting to the point where I think February is just the, the month of the remake. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, and I mean, I'm always down for Star Wars games, and we haven't had uh, we, we've had a drought of Star Wars games over the last like ten years, so. Even if it is a remaster, it's a game that I guarantee a lot of people haven't played. So, uh, but then on the 29th, probably the the one of the most anticipated games for this this uh, year, um, we got um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the second the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake trilogy. So and on February fifth, Sony is doing an exclusive. Um, I guess as a state of play, Final Fantasy, yeah, thing, just which they announced, yeah. But yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's that's February, David's favorite month. Blink twice if you're into March already, because I I can't wait. Um, I gotta say, I'm I'm 
I'm excited to be out of January. January is just one of those months. We just got through five of the longest weeks of the year, where they're the darkest. Some of them are, sometimes it's the most heavy. Sometimes it's just, there's not always a lot of great things that happen. It's just a mm. long month. People are resetting. People are going from like a happy like Christmas holiday time to you're all of a sudden in debt from that time. <laughs> um, yeah. People are just trying to get by in January. And I'm here to tell you guys that you did it. Congratulations. We we all made it through. We're making our way to February now. I couldn't be happier. David is really excited for March. Um, and Groundhog Day, his new favorite holiday in April. So Wait, uh, why am I excited for March? Because February doesn't exist. It's just January to March. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually my favorite thing because like... I, I just I did not. Did you know there's a there's a holiday in Mar in February, like a paid holiday in February? Yeah, Family Day. Okay, you remember that? One. Yeah, man, I know those days. You think I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna know the days that I get off, but still get paid for it? There you go. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank you all for listening. We love having you here. Thank you for watching our stream. Thank you for continuing to come around. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for everything. For myself. Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.